Hey, Story Pirates podcast listeners, Lee here. What a show we have for you today. We've got excitable isopods, overly confident actors, singing toast, and a very special guest, the phenomenal actor, Malik Pancholi. All that and more coming up after these quick words for the grown-ups. Hey, grown-ups, if you live in the Midwest United States, you can bring your kids to see Story Pirates live on the Amazing Adventure Tour, proudly sponsored by Carnegie Hall Kids. You can find tickets at storypirates.com live. Shows feature Eric from the Story Pirates podcast and Peter hosting in Wisconsin and Illinois. The Amazing Adventure Tour is headed to these cities in May. Iowa City, Iowa, St. Paul, Minnesota, Akron, Ohio, Plainfield, Indiana, Milwaukee and Madison, Wisconsin, featuring Peter, Skokie and Joliet, Illinois, also featuring Peter. We really would love to see you there. That ticket link again is storypirates.com slash live. Now back to the show. Hey, grown-ups! If you're a fan of comedy, there's a brand new podcast from our friend Justin Bartha that I wanted to tell you about. You may remember Justin from Episode 7 this season. He's the treasure hunter at the Met, and as you heard, a seriously funny actor. Justin's show is called King of the Egg Cream, and in addition to Justin, it has just the most incredible cast. Again, this show's just for grown-ups and probably older kids. Grown-ups, you can take a listen yourself and see what you think. But if you're a fan of hilarious stuff and well-told stories, you will probably like King of the Egg Cream. Here's a taste. Ah, wow. This egg cream is delicious. I wish the chocolate syrup inside wasn't so expensive. If you'd like to save some shekels and have some fun at the same time, make sure you tune in to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to the show. Everybody, shh! Look, Eric fell asleep on the couch in front of the TV last night. He's been in such a funk since he found out the lost city of Nether Nebosia doesn't exist. Sleeping? That looks fun. Peter, shh! Uh, good morning. I'm up. I'm up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> good morning, Eric. I don't want to wake you. Peter, you already did. Ah, I see now. <sighs> what are you all doing up so early? Eric, it's 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Uh, who cares? Nether Nebosia isn't real. I can sleep all day if I want. Why are there spoons all over the floor? Uh, because I ate a jar of peanut butter for dinner last night? Who cares? My life is a lie. Also, what are you wearing? My gym jams? Get out of my room! This is a common area, not your room. And what's that smell? I haven't showered in six days, okay? Leave me alone. Well, I was gonna say sound, but now that you mention it. But what is that sound? Ooh, right. yeah, what is that? That's yeah, uh, just a ship scraping against something because it's my turn to steer, but I decided not to steer and wallow in my own self-misery instead. Well, first of all, just let me turn the steering wheel and right the ship real quick. There. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Wow, that's better. That is an improvement. Good thing we have a steering wheel in every room. Second of all, Eric, we know that you're sad about the lost city of Nether Nebosia not being real and, in fact, just a story your grandmother made up. 
But that doesn't mean that you should completely give up on everything. I, I'm just a little out of it is all. Out of it? More like out of peanut butter. You've eaten every last jar on this ship. I'm allowed to feel my feelings. Of course you are. But should we just maybe figure out what was scraping against the ship and making that awful sound? Hmm, let me take a look through our underwater looky-loo. <gasps> Ooh, looks like the seafloor is littered with old soda cans. Ooh, let me see. Oh, and next to that old tire is a worn-out old boot. Boy, there sure is a lot of old garbage down here at the bottom of the ocean. Hey, wait a minute. Does anyone else think this garbage looks kind of weird? Megan, do you mean weird as in delicious? Peter, what? No, I mean, it doesn't look like garbage that was randomly strewn about. Something about the way this garbage is lying there looks intentional, like somebody arranged it. See, there's a pile of old stuffed animals, and though there's, there's a semicircle of used Tupperware and a bunch of flip-flops in the shape of a heart. You think someone is putting all this junk here on purpose? Like, on display? Yes! <gasps> look! There's some sort of sea creature up ahead. Oh, that's an isopod. They only live really deep in the ocean. I read about them while I was doing research for my treasure hunting mission. Treasure hunting? Treasure? No. Why? Rachel, I thought we weren't using the T word around Eric. Right. Sorry. Oh. Well, let's put on our anti-smush suits and ask that isopod about all this trash. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Yeah, you there, the isopod with your back turned to us. Ah, uh, hello. Do you know anything about this human garbage lying down here on the ocean floor? Ha, <laughs> trash? No, this is my collection. Uh, allow me to turn around and introduce myself. My name is Raul and I, <gasps> it can't be. Do my eyes deceive me? You're, you're the creatures from up above. Finally getting the recognition I deserve. I just like writing stories. That's a good one. What kind? And that's what gets up on your story. Just ignore that laughter, please. <laughs> And that inspires me that jokes are very funny. The Sony Pirates. Welcome back to the Story Pirates podcast, everyone. Where we take stories written by kids. And turn them into sketch comedy. And songs. I can't believe it. All of my research is validated. Real, live creatures from up above. Please call us humans. Humans. How delightful. Uh, okay. I think we probably have a lot of questions for each other, but before we go any further... Could we maybe do a story first? I don't know what that means, but I love it. Listeners, this first story is about one of life's most beautiful metamorphoses. And no, I'm not talking about a caterpillar turning into a butterfly. I'm talking about when a slice of bread turns into a, well, you'll see. Here to introduce it is the author. Hi, my name is Sam. I'm six years old. I'm from New York, and this is my story. I'm Toastman. I hope you enjoy it. Come 
listen to a story about the bravest slice of bread Who long to leave his little loaf and see the world instead The advice from other slices was to put those dreams to bed Our hero's name is Pandy Cause Pan is French for bread Well Pandy he continued telling tales some thought absurd Sandwiches and croutons, man, I hung on every word Then a human hand appeared above to pluck two of us free And he was the first to go, and the second one was me I heard the stay-home slices say as we both were born away They're toast, man Past a kitchen full of wonders never seen A freezer and a microwave and a dishwashing machine When a great and gleaming monolith came looming into view A shiny silver palace with slots on top or two Well, the human wasted no time setting each of us inside I was getting nervous, ready for a bumpy ride But when we started moving, we were lowered slowly down a cold and steely prison with darkness all around maybe I was wrong to ever leave my home I thought we're toast man we're toast now friends I might seem mellow now but then I was a mess see I panicked and I cried and I hollered in distress I didn't know what was to come but I did baked or fried or grilled when the room started to glow and the heat began to build I was scared man it was then I heard a sound that I did not expect to hear it was Pandy he was laughing loud without an ounce of fear I stared at him astonished as the room kept getting redder I said Pandy are you alright and he said never better Said I finally got the thing I wanted most Toast, man! Can you believe it? I'm toast! Well, pretty soon I realized that I was toast now, too Well, there's no such thing as untoasting Was nothing I could do Any pain, it can be happy Well, then I can also boast I'm the crunchy, crusty, warmest bread there is, man Well, I, I'm toast, man Yeah Toast, Ooh, shrimp toast, milk toast, cinnamon sugar, all warm the fun for your buffalo burger toast, man. Texas French or avocado toasted bread's got a lot of bravado toast, man. If you didn't know, melt but garlic or bruschetta, I can't think of nothing better. Toast, man. Toasted bread. Slapping me with butter and jelly It's a wholesome snack for a hungry belly Toast, man Toast, man You heard me? Don't forget it I'm Toast And now, Lee speaks with the author Hi, Sam, how are you? Hi, Lee What did you do today? After school, I actually went to the playground What did you do at the playground? Like, there were many structures, and I was, like, playing on the structures. Oh, fun. I love structures. That's cool. Sam, you wrote I'm Toast Man. 
In the very beginning, you described Pandy's life in the loaf of bread as like safe, but not super fun, right? Yeah. Why do you think that is? Because like living in a loaf, you're like safe, but like you're not really doing anything. Mm Mm-hmm. So does that mean to do something is both more interesting, but also less safe? Yeah. It's almost like when you're climbing a structure. Yeah. It would be, like, safer to stay on the ground, right? Yeah. It's just like if you're on the low parts, you're safe. But if you really want to go somewhere high, you, like, try to do it. But if you fail, you're not really happy and you're, like, kind of hurt. And yet, you still want to try. Why do you think that is? I don't know. You'd think that we would just want to be safe all the time. But sometimes we want to try something a little risky. Yeah. Are there other places in your life where you have to choose between safe and risk? If I'm in a race with mom, mm-hmm. I'll always win. <laughs> Is that safe or risk? A risk for her. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Just ignore that laughter, please. Do you ever have to, like, coach yourself into taking a risk? If, like, my PE teacher said like to do 100 burpees in 15 seconds that's a risk for me what if the pe teacher was like you have to do this would you be able to take that risk even though you didn't want to i would only do like 15 because i do one per one second that seems like a reasonable amount to do like down one second up one second down one second up one second so actually like um How many? Six? No, but like minus one. Fifteen. Minus like fifteen. Minus half of it is what? Um, so like I would only do it like seven and a half times. If you did that much, I'd be like clapping for you. I'd be like, Go, Sam! You did it! (laughs) Everyone would be clapping, and you'd be like, you'd like take a bow, and you'd be like, thank you! Thank you for watching me do burpees! Do you think you'd give a speech? I would just like say, oh, fine. We love that speech! That was a perfect speech! That's me in the crowd yelling at you. His voice is very funny. I love how your story ends... With the title, the last line of your story that you sent in is, I'm Toast Man. It's such a triumphant end. Yeah. How do you think he sounds when he says it in the story? I'm Toast Man. <laughs> He's like excited. Well, I'm excited about your story. Thank you so much for letting us perform it, Sam. You're welcome. Thank you for performing it. Bye, Sam. Bye. So, Raul, all this garbage down here is yours? Garbage? What? This is my prized collection of artifacts. You are swimming in the middle of Raul's famous underwater museum of carefully curated artifacts of or belonging to the alleged creatures above. I'm working on the name. But the short of it is... I have been collecting artifacts from all over the ocean, trying to prove that there are creatures living up above, where the sun comes from. 
I put all those artifacts here in my museum. You being here is proof that all of my research has not been in vain. This is the best day of my professional and personal life. Would you like a tour? Sure, oh, yeah, I can. I'd like to go to a tour. So, here is one of my most important artifacts. Something I believe to be some sort of protective clothing or possibly a shelter. It's fascinating, really, to think of what important item needed to be made out of a material that can never decompose. I assume you'd keep this forever and use it over over and over and over. That's a plastic bag. Incredible. Beautiful. A plastic bag drifting through the wind, wanting to start again. I love it. Anyway, moving on, uh, this over here, this is a mysterious artifact indeed. A long strip of some sort of bendy material and a circle in the middle that beeps every day at exactly 4 p.m. Oh, it's a watch. Watch what? That, that thing. I am watching it. I just told you about it. Uh, no, that thing we're both talking about is called a watch. We call our timekeeping pieces watches. How delightfully confusing. I am learning so much. Ah, this exhibit here is rather unusual. It appears to be nothing more than some useless junk. Just a gigantic, shiny blue diamond necklace in the shape of a heart. I don't know. It's probably nothing. Huh. Yep, you're uh, definitely interesting. right. Probably okay. worthless. I can sense you're not impressed. <laughs> you must have hundreds of these watches, but... No worries. If you really want to see the good stuff, you should step into my office. Ta-da! Here's my office, where I keep my private collection. Wow! This is... something else. Raul, this is a lot of stuff. I know! I know! But all the other sea creatures, my whole life, have told me that my theories are ridiculous. Impossible! So I had to keep the real research hidden away. You've got everything. Photographs, newspaper clippings, hand-scribbled notes and charts and graphs pinned to every wall of the room. Yes! Precisely! All of my theories were right! You're real! They all said I was wasting my time, but you are real! I was so tired of being ridiculed, but here you are! <laughs> Proof incarnate! I feel like I've stumbled across some sort of long-lost treasure! Treasure? Sorry, he's sensitive right now. No longer will my collection be viewed as some sort of roadside novelty, but as a true scientific body of evidence, as it was always meant to be. Oh, goodness. I, I should call the other club members. Other club members? Oh, yes. My colleagues in the field of crypto-agrozoology. They're here. That was fast. Wow. You've done it. Look at them hair. And their skin. Why, they look positively land-based. Oh, mighty creatures from above. Will you accept our offerings of the finest fruit of the sea? Well, I really don't think that well. Oh, wow. Okay, that is really good. You guys gotta try this. Um, I don't know. I think we should maybe just be going. May I perhaps interest you in a deep sea scout massage? It's my specialty. No, oh, well, if you're offering... All hail humans, the infallible creatures from above who can do no wrong. Uh, well, that's not 
Exactly. May they continue to bless us with their presence and with their gifts from above. Well, I wouldn't call them gifts exactly. And may their humility be matched only by their perfection. Perfect, perfect, perfect human. Humans. Humans. Oh, no, 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 no. We'll be right back. Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is sponsored by Carnegie Hall Kids. Carnegie Hall Kids is a free website for children ages 5 through 12 to learn about music through fun games and quizzes, igniting imagination in children, offering activities that encourage musical curiosity, and developing knowledge of musical concepts. To find all of the fun, child-friendly games and quizzes, just go to, uh... Just go to... Jeez, I can't remember. Hey, Peter! Hey, Lee! Peter, do you know how to get to Carnegie Hall, kids? I sure do. Practice, practice, practice. No, no, no. That's the old joke about Carnegie Hall. I'm wondering if you know how to get to Carnegie Hall, kids. Kids can practice too, Lee. Jeez. I know kids can practice. I'm just wondering how to find Carnegie Hall Kids. It's on 7th Ave between 56th and 57th Street. No, Peter, not the physical Carnegie Hall. I'm talking about the website Carnegie Hall Kids, where kids can check out fun musical games and quizzes. I'm not sure I follow. Well, there's one quiz called Animal or Instrument. Ooh, good question. I think you either sound like a crow or a trumpet. No, not me. Animal or instrument is a quiz that asks kids to listen to sounds and then guess how they're made. Sounds okay. I'd rather learn about different musical traditions from different cultures, though. You can do that at Carnegie Hall Kids, too. I just need to know how to get there. You're going to want to take the NQ or R train to 57th Street. You can't miss it. It's a website! I can make an elephant sound! Very good, Peter. (laughs) Thank you. Start your child's musical journey today at kids.carnegiehall.org. Hey, you figured it out. That's kids.carnegiehall.org. Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is sponsored by DoorDash, where you can get $0 delivery fees on eligible orders with DashPass, and new members get a 30-day free trial. Hey, Peter. Hey, Lee. What you doing? Just waiting for a delivery. Oh, that's cool. What are you getting? It's here. Thank you. Delicious sushi. Aren't you going to eat it now? Oh, no. I'm waiting for a delivery. I thought that was your delivery. Another delivery. It's here. Thank you. What's that delivery? Groceries. Oh, want help putting them away? Thanks, but not yet. I'm waiting for a delivery. Another delivery? It's here. Thank you. Peter, why are you getting... It's here! Thank you! This seems like a lot of... It's here! Thank you! Peter, why do you keep getting so many deliveries? It's too easy! I can't stop! Well, what's that delivery you just got? Oh, more sushi? (sighs) Wow, I guess getting that many deliveries makes you hungry. You have no idea. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. All hail the perfect humans! 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 Wait, everyone stop! Huh? We are not the perfect creatures from above that you think we are. 
Nonsense! You're creatures from above! You must be perfect! Okay, well, we may be human, yes, but we are far from perfect. In fact, it seems like your whole understanding of us is based on the trash we leave in the ocean. You mean the priceless artifacts you left for us to find? No, we mean trash. All this stuff is garbage people didn't want anymore. But I don't understand. Why would you treat the ocean, the place where we live, like a trash bin? Well, we shouldn't, and we're sorry. Humans do a lot of gross, weird stuff. Yes, especially me. If you want to see something really gross, take a look. I think look the point we're trying to make is that nobody's perfect, especially us. What's important is that we're trying to do better and not dump all our garbage into our oceans because, well, it's ruining the planet. Exactly. So it's not really healthy for underwater creatures like yourselves to be idolizing above water creatures like us. So no more free food and no more free scalp massages. Oh, wow. I can't believe I just said that. I love free food. I love scalp massages. Ah, such wisdom. How profound. Quickly, record their wisdom. We shall make a textbook of their teachings. Um, I think that's kind of missing the point. Ah, more wisdom from the great humans. Again, you don't need to call us great humans. Eric is fine. He desires to be called Eric. It shall be written in the textbook of teachings. No, no textbook. Just call me Eric. So shall it be said. So shall the teachings go unrecorded. I'm sorry. Maybe you're right. I shouldn't have gotten so carried away. You're all just trying to live your life, same as we are. Perhaps it's time to disband the society of crypto-agrizoologists. Well, there's no need to give up on your dreams, Raul. In fact, we're flattered you're such big fans. And this museum looks great. Love yes, a good yeah. it's a great yeah. museum. Maybe just focus more on learning and education and less on thinking everything we do is perfect. Moderation. What a novel idea. It's a deal. Thank you, Story Pirates. Hey, uh, before you go, would you mind if I took a quick picture with my instant camera? It would help lend some credibility to my museum here. Sure. All right. Everyone say cheese. Limburger cheese. Cheese. <sighs> Someday I'll find out what cheese is. Au revoir, humans. Be well. Bye. Bye. See you later. Bye. 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 Oh, oh, wait a minute. My claw's in the photo. Aw, oh, come on. Wow. What an adventure. I'll never forget that guy. <laughs> what was his name again? Wait, where are we? Oh, Peter. Should we just do another story? Yeah! Okay, listeners, this next story is kind of a character study about someone who has a great deal of hubris. Having hubris means that this character is way too confident about himself, so confident that he thinks he can do no wrong. Take a listen and see if you can hear what I mean. Here to introduce it is the author. I'm Jamie and I live in Iowa. I'm nine years old. This is my story, The Adventures of Harold Jordan. Hello, you've reached world famous celebrity Harold Jordan's poolside lounge chair. Harold Jordan speaking. Harold, baby, it's me, Derek, world's greatest talent agent. How's my favorite client? Couldn't be better, Derek. Everything I do goes straight to number one. Frankly, my career is perfect. <laughs> you can say that again. 
But I don't need to, because I said it perfectly the first time. You certainly did. Anyway, I'm calling because remember when you said the only medium you've yet to conquer was television? And then I said, get me a TV show that shoots in front of a live studio audience? Exactly. Well, I did just that. (laughs) That's why you're the best, Derek. (laughs) Well, I'll need some time to prepare, of course. Harold Jordan doesn't do anything unless it's perfect. My reputation as a flawless celebrity is at stake. So when do we shoot? Six months? A year? Well, uh, that's the thing. It shoots in ten minutes. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, I totally forgot to tell you. The network has been advertising the show for weeks now. Go ahead and check your poolside TV. Tonight, in ten minutes, a brand new TV show starring the one and only Harold Jordan. What's the show about? Who cares? It's Harold Jordan. Everything he does turns out perfectly. He said so himself. I'm Harold Jordan, and everything I do turns out perfectly. See what I mean? I'm sure this TV show will be no different. After all, his reputation is at stake. Tune in in about nine minutes. Derek, this is terrible. Why didn't you tell me? Yeah, sorry about that. They actually just called me to see if you were on your way. Should I tell them you're not up for it? No, I can't back out now. Tell them... I'll be there. Okay, great. I gotta get to the studio. Harold? You're still there? Harold, baby. So uh, I'll tell him you're coming? Harold, did you hang up? Here I go! This sounds like your car. Harold, did you drop your phone by the pool? All right, good luck tonight. Okay, bye. Uh, Derek, you are a fantastic agent. Boss, is he coming? As the announcer, I'm supposed to start the show right now, but Harold's not here, and I don't even know what the show's called. If Harold Jordan said he'd be here, he'll be here. But he's only got about four seconds until... I'm here. Harold! Start the show. Here, Harold. I wrote down some ideas on these cards. Honestly, no one explained to me what this show is about, so I'm not really sure if these ideas are good or very, very bad. Give me those. I'll make it work. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the, uh... Adventures of Harold Jordan. We can't say welcome back. The show is brand new. Oops, too late. And here's your host, the Harold Jordan. Please, please, thank you. Welcome to the um, Adventures of Harold Jordan. Uh, You see, this is the first episode, and all of our ideas are, let me just take a look at them here on these cards. Oh, wow. Yep. Okay, these are all bad. Well, that is a problem. Uh, but it's okay. Um, what should we do? What should we do? Oh, I-, I know. I'll just walk outside into these green plants, and then I'll step on them with my shoe. There! Was that an adventure? What do you think, audience? That wasn't good. That wasn't good at all. Okay, okay. That's fair. Settle down. So maybe that wasn't the most interesting segment. But you know what? I have a better idea. Let's talk to the audience. Hi, what's your name? Oh, Kathy. Oh, hi there, Kathy. And where are you from? Oh, here. Um, and, and what do you do? Work. Great. Any fun facts about Kathy? Oh, no. 
Let's give a big hand for Kathy, everyone. <laughs> uh, okay, please. There is no need to boo. Your show is trash. Okay, rude. And can we please stop the booing? Hey, hey you know what would be fun? Um, let's cut to a commercial. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it'll be a really entertaining one. In fact, I promise you, you will love this commercial. <laughs> we'll be right back after a word from our very interesting sponsor. <laughs> Have you ever heard of a donut? You know, those round bready circles that taste real good? I hope you said yes, because I'm trying to sell them. Hi, hello, I'm Marge, and this is my donut shop. It's called Marge's Donuts. And even though it isn't made of donuts, it's a shop made, made out of shop parts, like wall. Okay, was that enough for a commercial? I think you need like five more seconds. Five more? Oh boy, but I said everything already. Maybe eat a donut. Okay, that's a good idea. Wow, that's a pretty good donut. Did I make this? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Well, good job to whoever did. And welcome back to the adventures of Harold Jordan. <laughs> okay, how about uh, that commercial, huh? And we blame you, Harold Jordan. Me? I didn't make that commercial. <laughs> what do you know? You're just the audience. Oh, how rude. I'm sorry, I, I didn't need that. Um, okay, calm down, Gerald. You got this. Did you just call yourself Gerald? Your name is Harold. Harold Jordan. What? I totally did not just say Gerald. We all definitely heard you say Gerald. Yeah, you said it in your microphone. We all heard it. That's not true. I didn't hear it. There, you see? She didn't hear it, so I must not have said it. Because my hearing aids weren't on. Okay, they're on now. What did he say? He called himself Gerald. But that's not his name. His name is Harold Jordan. That's what I said. All right, if everyone could just calm down. He's a fraud! This isn't what it looks like. I uh, I could explain. No, please! Oh, no! What a disaster! My reputation is ruined! Harold Jordan! What have you done? Sorry, hold up, that's my phone. One sec, uh, let me just pop into my dressing room. I gotta take this. <laughs> you guys are the best. Hello? Harold, baby, it's me, Derek. How's the show going? Not great. This might be the end of my career. Ah, oh, hardly, Harold. I just got off the phone with the president of the network, and she says they've never had so many viewers. Your show is, in her words, such an incredible train wreck that it can only be described as perfect television. What? Yeah, they want to commit to 10 seasons. What do you want me to tell them? Oh, don't pick me up! Get back! Get back! Hey! That's my phone! Oh, no! Harold. Put me down! Did you hear what I said? Uh, you're breaking up. Are you in a tunnel? Oh, should I tell them yes? Harold, I think you're in a tunnel. Harold, I'm gonna tell them yes. That's good with you, right? Me saying yes? Okay, great. Anyway, good luck with the rest of your show. Sounds like it's going great. Okay, okay, okay. Good talking to you, Harold, baby. Wow, I really am a fantastic agent. Make sure to tune in next time to see what happens to Harold Jordan in the adventures of Harold Jordan and the angry audience. Ooh, I'd watch that. The end.
That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening, and a big thanks to today's authors, Sam and Phoebe. Before we go, here's today's story spark. Kids, write us a story about a character from your imagination who has a lot of hubris. Remember, hubris basically means that your character is so overconfident that they think they can do no wrong. As always, grown-ups can submit stories at storypirates.com. See you next time. Bye! The Story Pirates Podcast is a production of Gimlet Media, executive produced by Lee Overtree and Benjamin Salka. This episode was produced by Sam Bear, Mike Cavallon, Chad Chennai, Peter McNerney, Andrew Miller, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Jonathan Roberts, Jasmine Romero, Rachel Winitsky, and Nimini Ware. Recording, sound design, and mixing by Sam Bear at the Relic Room in New York City. Our theme song was written by Bobby Lord, arranged by Brendan O'Grady and Jack Mitchell, produced by Brendan O'Grady. Grady and featuring the beatboxing of Kayla Mullady. Musical scoring by Jack Mitchell. Our head writer is Rachel Winitsky. Staff writers are Mike Cavallon and Mahala Lawrence. And contributing writers are Peter McNerney, Megan O'Neill, and Lee Overtree. Special guests, Malik Pancholi. This episode features performances by Eric Austin, Ryan Chittapong, Carl E. Bergen, Chris Berry, Lindsey Ford, Eric Gerson, Nick Canellis, Peter McNerney, Jack Mitchell, Kent Morita, Brennan O'Grady, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Abby Russell, Rachel Winitsky, and Matt Zimbrano. I'm Toastman was written and produced by Brennan O'Grady. Oh, hey, wonder what's on TV. Ooh, a nature documentary. I love nature documentaries. Here we see the beauty and mystery of nature all in one miraculous metamorphic process. Oh, metamorphosis. Cool. First, the bread settles in a suitable resting place, specifically inside the metal slot of the toaster. Wow. The coils of the toaster begin to heat, thus beginning one of the most extraordinary changes in nature's kingdom. Fascinating. After several minutes, depending on the preference of the eater, an adult toast emerges from its chrysalis, completely transformed. Gasp. From this point on, the toast will be covered in butter or jam or perhaps Nutella. Nature, it's so beautiful. (laughs) Now, if you'll excuse me, I have a piece of toast to eat. Delicious.